Hi, and welcome to the Online Education Pod, a podcast produced by Suma. I'm Alex, your host. In today's episode, we have Anderson Stalan, who's going to talk about why you need all data on one contact card. According to them, it's essential if you want to provide a good user experience and service. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And Doug, it's time to roll the jingle. So how has the week been, Stella? It's been a uh, eventful week with lots of stuff happening. Good. So in the, today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, all customer data on one contact card. That doesn't sound that communicative, but Anders, it's something you often talk about. Can you explain a bit why it's that important? I, I cannot see any disadvantage for a company that each individual doing business with a company that you can see every single shon that they do with the company, every transaction, every interaction, etc. on one contact card. The only complement you need to that is the summary of all the contacts within and one Stella, customer. For the listeners who don't know card. what a contact card is, could you briefly explain what it is? Yeah, so um, in any record that you have of, of customers and prospects, um, what you want to basically have is one view of all the interactions that you have with that individual. Um, and so that's your contact card. It's one area, one place where you can see everything that's going on. So you could think of it as a uh, timeline. Yeah. And Anders, what's the status out there? How, what, like? How do companies store their data today? I, I believe that in one previous episode, didn't I challenge all the listeners uh, to tell if they could, could show that? And it's been awfully quiet, although um, the number of, of listeners is, is getting closer and closer to a, a billion per episode. Yep. Uh, I, I would guess that we're talking about 0.1% of all the companies in the whole world, mostly. Uh, Stellan was hoping that I would now say my 1% rule, but I, I actually don't believe that at least the companies that we usually talk about here and that we have vast experience from working with, meaning industrial traditional companies who have a sales organization, a service organization, customer service, field support, marketing, etc. I would be very uh, sort of very happily surprised if uh, more than 0.1% could show me that they have all the data on one contact card for each individual that they do business with. Um, I would be very, very happy, but certainly. And what does it mean to not have the data on a one contact card? Is it that you have duplicated or you miss some information on? I mean, if, if you look from the outside, it's, it's obvious. We, we are in that situation, each one of us, every day. Um, I, I can give you very rude, but, but perhaps a very good example. What, one of the largest CRM companies in the world, at, at least how I function, I presume that 
let's say it's the most famous CRM company in the world. I show interest in them. Uh, I download something and then someone from somewhere in the world sends an automated email and says, do you want to book a meeting? No, sir, I don't want to book a meeting. And then in a while I do something else. I interact on their site. I participate in a webinar and then someone else from somewhere in this large CRM company contacts me and asks for a meeting and I say no. And then after a while I start surfing on their partner pages because I want to know more and I do some submission and someone else contacts me and calls me. Um, and then I, I, I can't stop having fun anymore because then I ask, before we book our meeting, because most likely we are very interested in a partnership, can, can you tell me the history you have had with me before we met today? And the person said, where would I find that? And in my world, they had my phone number, they had my company name, they had my name, they had an email address, but obviously either they didn't care or they didn't store it in the same place and definitely not connected to my email address because I think over time, I don't remember Stellan, but about 10 interactions with this company. So if you are a CRM company and don't do like you preach, perhaps you only sell systems and uh, perhaps you want to make hourly, good hourly rates on all the um, consultants running around doing stuff in the tools. So if you look at that, um, what advantage would this company have if they had one contact card? If I look from an experience perspective, and if, if you look at most things you do where distribution companies are involved and blah, 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 no one is interested in the experience that you have. If, if I'm a client of an industrial company, maybe we work together for 10 years. Of course, it's nice if I have a problem. Uh, maybe I sell for, uh, I have bought a forklift and I contact service and I say, oh, I see three days ago, this guy was out this, okay, we're gonna solve this and blah, blah. That, that they have my perspective on thing, my so-called outside perspective and understand how it is to be me. Friendly people who have a memory are nice to do business with. People who are transactional and want to book meetings, whatever the history is, not very nice to do business with. Stella was smiling a couple of times now. No, I was thinking about our uh, one of our former because you buy a new car, they have all the information about you. You know, even your credit records because they, if you take uh, out a loan for the car or you lease it. Uh, and then like two weeks after he bought the car, a completely new car, he gets an email saying, would you like to scrap your car? There's now a, I don't know, thousand euro bonus if you scrap your car and buy a new car. <laughs> I, he <laughs> actually had, like hilarious. He, he actually had a reduction on the, on the next car. Uh, um, I don't, don't remember the amount, but, but he got so upset so he started sending emails to the marketing manager of that company, to, I, I, if I remember right, to the CEO and some yeah, other I think people. You did, yeah. And all of them explained the same thing. And now we come to, to the important thing, Alexander. It's awful that the largest CRM company in the world doesn't use their CRM. But in this case, when this person was emailing uh, all the decision makers, they answered, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to understand one thing. Our financial system and our email marketing system and the database where you blah, 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 and the email blah, 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 blah. They actually explained why it became wrong and motivated that due to that they had different databases and that he should understand that this happens because they don't care about the databases. That was the answer he was presumed to accept. His problem was he didn't like, like that car brand anymore and he never ever bought a car from them again. But if you are a large B2B enterprise, uh, Stellan, and you have various departments with different system, is it possible to, to achieve, to put all customer data on one contact card? It's possible, but it requires lots of uh, different thinking uh, than, than what is normally part of optimizing an ongoing business to maximize uh, short-term profits. So basically you have to do things differently tomorrow than what you did them today. Um, and uh, ideally do it incrementally. Um, what most companies try to do is to make a, like a huge change project and say, uh, okay, now we're going to spend three years and we're going to rebuild all the systems and everything is going to work brilliantly in three years. Um, the problem is that, yeah, the system might, but the people who work there are still used to working the way they have always been working. So um, you can't sort of solve this problem in any other way than change people's behaviors, uh, change prioritizations, um, perhaps also change systems. Uh, but to do this uh, every day, uh, that would be my argument. Um, it's very, very difficult to succeed with these big uh, platform projects that are supposed to solve all our different behaviors. I think in one episode we talked about, you know, the, the if you can create the mother of all Excels, and be successful with that in terms of how people use that Excel, um, then you can change systems. It's super easy. And, and um, how about this one? Hopefully there's one decision maker in the world listening today. They have never ever been thinking about this approach to start with a decision that you should have all data on one contact card. So if you make that decision, then you're most likely better off than everyone else, except the 0.1% or whatever I said. Um, and what, what I mean by this is that usually when you talk that you want to sort of enable sales or have better control of your figures, you start talking about the systems. And you know how it is to talk with people who sell software. Yeah, yeah, open APIs, yeah, integrations. Yeah, no problem. But but the problem is if, if you have the demand that the next step for whatever sort of stack we have is this is the prerequisite. We're gonna start there and everything else needs to adapt to that. But if you start in the other way, Oi, oi, oi. Like always, integration projects ever ongoing, no one using them, everyone less satisfied for each project that you get started with. Um, I, I, I was in a meeting a couple of weeks ago in a discussion about sort of integrations between different systems, etc. And And when people who know way more about me, uh, about <laughs> integrations, 
one of the first comments I heard in my working life was if anyone says no problem when you talk about integrations, then they said run as fast as you can in a direction where you won't be close to them. I think everyone overcomplicates things. Uh, and I think too many spend time on doing nice plans and having long projects. Um, so my challenge is it takes three weeks to answer your question very promptly, Alexander. <laughs> my answer is three weeks. If that decision is taken, it takes three weeks. Configure, specify, integrate, all the nice words, three weeks in a global company. You agree, Stella? Another way to test it would be to do zero integrations and solve everything manually. Um, I would challenge a lot of these companies on how much data they actually generate today because they have few interactions. They don't have that much data. So essentially you could, you know, assign a person to be responsible to merge all the data on a weekly basis. That's another way to do it. Um, I think in, in many discussions, everyone is looking for a software solution to a problem, but you can solve a lot by simply changing the way you work. Now there's a couple of things to think about. <laughs> we need to start a pre-study. <clears throat> Hold your hands. Yeah. yeah but Anders, uh, I know that you... Alexander, now you have three weeks mm. or appoint someone who handles everything. <laughs> <laughs> Anders, I know that you put a lot of manual work into our database at Zuma each and every day. Could you uh, explain a bit what you do? In, in a short version, if, if you get in an interaction with someone and have uh, their permission to store the data, then you can do some, let's call it investigating. You investigate a bit around that person, although you don't store it because you're not allowed to do it, um, to better find out who it is. <clears throat> and perhaps earlier decide if you should change the sequences or the automation or anything else ba based on sort of a, what you presume are the individual needs. Um, the, the database you now talk about ha have around 3,000 people in there. Um, I, I, I love to do challenges. It's the best quality data that any company in the world who are not an e-commerce company have on their data. And we spend around 30 to 60 minutes per day to manually nurture all data. Is that one person or, or several? Or It can be on several persons, but, mm. but in, in my case, at least 30 minutes per day. <clears throat> and I mean, if, if, if I look in a, in a general B2B company's database or, or CRM, they have, they have a number of thousand people. Think like this now, that if, if you want to add something to each contact card that you can't automate, let's say you spend a minute per contact card and you have 10,000 contacts. Okay. Now you said, so the earlier you can have the data in, in um, sort of in order, the easier to do something. And if you then want to change system, the data is in order. That's not the case for most companies. 
the data is not in order and you're about to change systems. Start with the data and start with the use cases and decide what you want to measure or get on the same contact card. Do you have any input there, Stella? Um, yeah, I think what we do is um, not sort of hocus pocus or out of reach or for anyone to do. It's a um, perfectly normal way of working if you're responsible for uh, data in your in your CRM. Um, so and and you can talk about uh, you know automating that in various ways. Uh, different platforms have different names for it. Um, so sales enablement, sales automation, sequencing, etc. But the fact is that, like Anders was saying, if you don't have your data in order, it's it's pointless. Then you get these kind of, hey, would you like to book a meeting with me? Have a look at this fantastic thing that we're selling. And you go like, yeah, I know, because I'm a customer of yours. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's it's you have to do it. No way around it. And it's a, a very good way to start manually. And then you figure out what you want to automate over time. Right, right now, when we record um, this episode, we, we have a great intern at Suma named Julia. Uh, I hope when when um, the first one or two or three weeks she had been working with us uh, passed by, I hope that she was thinking, my God, I sit and do manual work. I'm supposed to be a marketing automation intern. Um, and I hope if, if she will work with something similar to automation in the future, she will be one of the few students that are aware that the better you handle it manually, the easier it is to set up all these sequences, automations, and etc. cetera. Um, yeah. She's most likely better qualified to work with CRM than most CRM managers in the world are. So, um, Stellan, if you were about to share one important takeaway for the listener about customer data on one customer card, what would it be? That it's a prerequisite for what, what most people and companies eventually you know, talk about wanting to achieve, um, whether it's becoming sort of online first, digital first, digitalization uh, initiatives uh, etc um, you have to go in this direction um, and um, if we would have gone back two three years everyone would have been talking about big data and so on and uh, now it's ai etc all of this requires to have the data in yep. order it's as simple as that and anders I show this, maybe difficult to see. Yes, it is difficult to see. It's um, on Suma.se, top right corner, whether you go to mobile or um, desktop, you find something saying, get in touch. You can pick if you want to book a meeting, talk to an expert or get an offer. That's your best chance to, in three weeks, get all your contact data on one contact card. Good luck. Great. Thank you both for today. Thank you, Alexander. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to it on Spotify, SoundCloud, or you can subscribe to it on Zuma.se. Thank you very much and bye-bye.